Welcome to another episode of the Church Engagement Podcast. I am your host, Joel Guthrie. This podcast is brought to you by Blackbot Face Solutions, and I am so excited to have Ben Stapley with us here today. We're going to talk about the power of storytelling in the culture of your church. You do not want to miss this episode. Welcome to another episode of the Church Engagement Podcast. I am your host, Joel Guthrie, and I'm so excited to have Ben Stapley with us today. And he's going to talk to us about how to build culture through storytelling, uh, how to leverage technology to do this. Um, This may seem like pretty common conversation because you're pastors and you teach and you tell stories every Sunday, but it goes so much further than just your sermons on Sunday. Um, And I'm so excited to have Ben here with us. Ben, introduce yourself. Joel, thanks so much for having me. I'm the Weekend Experience Director at Christ Fellowship down here in Miami. Uh, we got uh, seven campuses uh, in the city and then 10 internationally. Uh, it's great to be here on your podcast, uh, sharing with you and your people. Yeah, thanks, man. It's, I'm excited. Um, love Miami. It's a great, a great place to be. Uh, I'm jealous probably of your weather because it's cold and wet here in Texas right now. Yes, I don't know when this podcast is dropping, but regardless of what time of year it's going to be, it is going to be a little bit envious for the people listening. So <laughs> I apologize for, if I'm making anyone stumble up front. <laughs> no worries. Well, Ben, um, I love your content that you put out about storytelling and especially all the way into how to video, how to stage your backgrounds, all that kind of stuff. And really says your job is set the experience for the people consuming your content at your congregation uh, and your church. Um, Why? Let's, I mean, let's start at the top. Why is storytelling so important beyond just your sermon on Sunday? Yeah. So it's, uh, you're right. You touched on, first of all, it's, it's important in your, your sermon and your listeners um, understand this already. Pastors understand this. When they're getting through their message and it gets a little dry, uh, they know that that story will pique people up and bring them and get them reengaged. And again, I think pastors, for the most part, do a really good job at peppering that in into their, their major form of communication. But here's the deal. Um, we're always communicating. Uh, you and I were t- touching uh, base offline before the conversation here about stories in our lives. Um, and pastors usually put that story tool in the toolbox in their message and then nothing else. Um, not when they're leading staff, um, shooting out communication to the churchwide, uh, congregation, um, on their webpage, whatever they're leading, oftentimes it, it gets missed. And so first of all, there's just a leverage. They need to do this beyond, um, their, their message. And we all need to do this beyond our messages because they engage people. They pull people back into your core content. And so that's the, that's the first big reason why to do it. And then the second big reason why I'd say is a lot of times our communication is, you know, should be hitting three things, right? Um, the head, um, the heart, and the hands. So the head, hey, what, am, what are we talking about? Uh, the heart, what do I feel? And then the hands, what's my action step? What do I do? Again, um, church leaders are great at hitting the head, uh, what to think, and then the hands, what to do. But unless you stop at the heart with the story, and why to feel something um, and get people emotionally engaged with the topic, they're not going to take that last step with hands and ultimately do set things. So it engages people and then it moves them to action are probably the big two reasons oh, no. why we need to do more. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's great too. Um, I love, I, I think, yeah, churches are really good at like, okay, this is what we need to tell them. And this is the action we need them to take. Um, because it's usually, we need people, more people to do X. So we need to tell them that they need to do that. And then we forget to how to, how do we tell the story in between that encourages them where the, the action is a no brainer because of the way it makes them feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's everywhere from your giving to volunteering to Sunday announcements to your newsletters to all that kind of stuff. I think that's an easy way to miss, especially in the craziness, uh, especially for any communications directors listening. I understand your, your pain and the craziness, <laughs> but we also got to remember what we do, why, why we do it. And it's to inspire the, the work. Um, yeah, I love, uh, I love some examples if you've got, especially I think like the big misses. So I think everyone's doing some sort of announcements on stage on Sunday. How mm-hmm. do you story into that? Yeah. And so I'll jump into the practical um, with hitting one more very uh, basic why behind this. I always like to start with the why because like, hey, why why are we doing this? Um, But one last why is there's a strong evangelical aspect to this that I like to use the phrase, the best stories win culture. And so we as Christian leaders, pastors, communication directors, if we're telling lame stories, if our stories aren't compelling to culture, we're never going to win it. Um, But and, and ultimately we do, we do have the best story that's out there, uh, that we've been designed with a purpose, um, that we have an eternal destiny. That's a compelling story, but oftentimes we don't leverage it. Um, and if we tell the best story, we're going to win, we're going to win ultimately, um, culture, uh, in terms of like the, how, how to do this, the nuts and bolts, um, from any platform from like doing it live, or like you said, like leveraging technology, um, a lot of these principles apply in both fields. Uh, the, the first biggest drop that I see happen a lot, myself included, is just like lack of forethought and kind of scripting it out. Where's the story going to go? What's the narrative arc it's going to have? Um, I have like some screenwriting background in me. And so I'm, oh, wow. always, look, I'm always looking for those beats. You know, when do, we, yeah. when do we hit those beats? And then like, how is that story super compelling? Um, you know, you can see that good storytellers know those techniques and make sure that they, they script it out. And beyond scripting it out, Another really basic thing is practicing it out. Um, I'll do this with my wife for any presentation that I'm going to give. And I'll, I'll go over that with her, not just myself in front of the mirror, but uh, hey, how did that feel? Um, what was the length? Um, did I, did you, were you on, on that journey with me? Or did I, did I just go by myself and I left you in the back because the story was meandering or it didn't seem to have a focus and a purpose? And all, and all it was was a joke. I was, just, I was looking for a cheap laugh. Uh, instead of like moving forward, my main point. So those are those are a couple of basic ways to do that on either platform live or via video. Yeah, definitely. And I think yeah, it's a great point of practicing it out and scripting it out and just taking that time to show that you care. Because I feel like for me, especially in speaking opportunities, if I don't take that time to prepare to figure out through my catalog in my brain of the right story instead of waiting for the moment and trying to read the room and come up with the right story all at the same time, instead of being like, no, like this, I have the points that apply to what I'm saying within this story to help drive it home. And it's not just a story for story's sake. Um, it's a thought, it's a thought out process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, so you said you've got some screenwriting background, which I, we can talk about that all day on another day. I'm, I love film and TV and the idea of all that writing, but well, that's a whole other conversation for another day. But um, for, for teams that are, okay, 
they're analyzing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They need to implement more of this. What's a great tool to start with? If you feel like, man, I don't know if we have these stories. Is there a way to collect stories that you Mm -hmm. recommend? Things like that. Yeah. So there's a couple, a couple low hanging fruit. So one of them is we, you know, first of all, um, you need to integrate storytelling in your community. So one of the ways we do this here at Christ Fellowship is we have an all staff gathering for 90 minutes um, every week. It helps us, um, helps us envision where we're going to go in the future. But before we do that, we celebrate the past. Um, we, hey, what did God do this past weekend in our midst? Where did you see him um, active? And we take, you know, it's on the clock, it's five minutes to do that. We usually spend 10 to 15 because the time is so robust that we're excited and passionate about what we're sharing. And that helps us, uh, that helps us continue to remember the why, what we're doing. And then to sell, you know, oftentimes we in the church world, we got 52 Sundays. We're always looking towards the next week. We don't take time to celebrate, celebrate what God has done. We rob our people, rob God of the glory. So we, we pause and we do that. Uh, what we literally have is we have a scribe. We have somebody assigned. They don't need to be verbatim. But as the stories are being shared, oftentimes it ends right there. And there's a huge miss in the church world where we have these gold mine of stories and we celebrate it as a staff, but no one else hears it. So somebody mm. goes and they just write down, um, you know, John, Joel mentioned a story about how he saw a first time guest and um, was able to move them towards this, this action step and, and X, Y, and Z. And then we list all those stories. And then when we need to come back and we need as a, as a church to celebrate that, to highlight that, we know what those stories are. We're not, oftentimes we're scratching our heads, right? The weekend's here. Uh, we're, we're trying to move people towards baptisms. Does anyone have a compelling story about this? And nobody remembers the story that we shared three months on this, uh, about how somebody was watching our online service. They then texted the online pastor and said, Can, you're doing baptisms right now at the nine o'clock. Are you doing it at the 1045? Because if so, I want to be there. That's a compelling yeah. story. Let's share that. And that will drive people towards action. So first of all, it's, um, it's making sure that you, for, you, just, you document them. Um, you write them down. Another really compelling way to do this is to, on your website, the, the church that I was at before is a creative pastor, uh, Liquid Church in New Jersey. If you go to liquidchurch.com slash stories, you'll mm-hmm. see on their website, they highlight the stories there. So they make it a natural part of our, their community, a natural part of their Christian life to share those stories and to highlight those. Um, on the bottom of the pages, if you have a story that you would like to share, jump in here. So it works both ways, right? We're we're mining people for stories, but we're also giving them opportunities for them to share their story with us. Um, that really helps. And it, and it also, it normalizes the practice, right? Nowhere, mm-hmm. nowhere else in life would you go and say, hey, my life is a hot mess in this area, but God did something powerful. So you have to normalize that within your culture for people to be vulnerable and, and mm-hmm. participate. So when you showcase that, showcase it, showcases, it normalizes it and it increases people for participating. Yeah, definitely. I love that. I, I love the, the way, I mean, we talked about how this conversation ties storytelling into culture and that builds such a safe culture, like in a parallel way of like, Hey, let's share our stories. It's a, you have to create a safe space to do it. Um, but the more you do that, the safer people feel to share more, to be more engaged. And it just kind of, I mean, it's what we're called to do, um, to be a safe place for people to grow and share, um, and, find, find, find the Lord, um, in their lives. Um, yeah, this is, I love, man, we could jump into this all day long. Uh, I love that. It's just like a great, from the culture standpoint, 
And then what's, what's the best places that you've seen um, to interject stories? It's from, we could talk from a communication standpoint, from a service standpoint, whichever, whichever one you want to go from. Oh, my, all, all the above. So, <laughs> so and, um, and a couple of things, like I, I say that tongue in cheek, but there, I would say there isn't a bad place to share a story. So in the course of my, like I'm thinking through my work week and like Sunday morning, uh, for the majority of your audience, they're thinking through that. So as your teams are huddling uh, before the service for that three to five minutes, what's one short story that you can tell that reminds people what, why they showed up early to volunteer? And it's a, it's a portable, portable campus there at five o'clock in the morning. Why did I give up my Sunday morning? Oh, thanks for reminding me this. Um, mm-hmm. In your message, um, as you follow up with your staff, um, I even do it is in meetings, like not just like, yep. you know, vision casting meetings. But pretty much like any good meaning should, should involve a good story. Um, mm-hmm. Not in some yarn and meandering, um, but like something short and sweet that, again, um, gets people emotionally. But unless the task is just all intellectual, if the task involves any emotional heartstring to it, it should involve a story because that will get people engaged. So like think through your work week. And some, some of your work week is not, you know, sometimes the data team, they're just entering data. I don't need, know if they need a story before they need to jump in. But if there is something that you want to get people emotionally engaged, you need to do it. Um, yeah. And emotions is where you get attention. I feel like it's not just what you say. It's the emotion that you convey is what, that's what grabs people to focus in our in our goldfish world, it's that's the thing, the tug at the heartstrings is what gets us to pay attention to what's, what's being said. Yeah, and and again, back from in, in a um, evangelistic perspective, I can't argue against story. And so, if someone tells someone tells me they really loved uh, the the new Joker Joker movie, and like, man, I really liked how gritty it was and how dark it was, and I I can't argue with you and your personal story in relationship to that. If we're gonna like from film crit- critique and criticism evaluate, that's different. But so if someone shares a story that, you know what, I used to be a terrible husband and my life was just all focused in on my upward mobility and progress and climbing the ladder. Uh, but I realized God has more for me and he wants to meet me, be a lo- not just to love myself, but to love my spouse. And, he, and, he, and he's working on my heart. Well, that's someone's story that God has done something supernatural in their lives. You can't, you may, you might, you know, disagree with where they're getting that source of inspiration from but you can't mm-hmm. argue against the net impact based upon the story. So again, it has strong, strong evangelical aspects that we usually don't tap into and tie into. Definitely. Oh man. Um, so we've, we've covered the how we've covered the why, um, is there any tangible tips and tricks and things that you want to add in here? Yeah. So one is, um, as much as you can, you know, again, you're, you're trying to um, use technology, leverage technology to engage the church. So how, how can you do it? Um, start with the lowest hanging fruit, right? We are, we are sharing audibly. That's the easiest way to share stories. The probably the, the next up on that rung would be a photo. Um, it's, uh, it's using technology, but it's not uh, a lot of investment and resources to have a decent camera and take decent photos and to post those um, in your social media so that all your content isn't just promotion and to come to our events, but you're sharing stories. The, the nice benefit of photos as well is it um, video, like media, video moves you through an emotional arc. It takes you from A to B and a photo just keeps you in the moment. So photos mm-hmm. have, ph- photos have a, a different power than video. Uh, video's got its own power to it, but photos keep you focused. 
focus in on this and fixate on this and don't move beyond that. Um, so, so leverage the photography, um, in terms of like leveraging that oftentimes you need to do things that are different to catch people off guard. Again, you talked about this goldfish world. So you need to shoot from different angles, different perspectives so that it's not just what you and I normally see, but okay. Like why, why is drone footage, um, intriguing to us, uh, you know, for the past five years or 10 years since it's, because we haven't, uh, by and large being able to see what an event would look like from that perspective. Why do we all look at uh, a fisheye lens perspective? Why, why is that always captivating to see that? Because our eyes don't, it's a fisheye lens. We don't have that perspective. So think about how to, to leverage that technology in unique ways to show something different. Uh, and then lastly, so, you know, audibly, we're sharing stories um, f- through photography and then through video. Video is like the, the biggest, right? It's, the, um, it's like the gold standard because it has, it's got music, um, it's got narration, um, and it has visuals to it. So it's, it's the highest, uh, I would say it's the highest standard in terms of its impact. It can probably have the strongest impact out of all those things, um, audio, uh, photo, and then video. But, but the thing is, it's also the most resource heavy. So, um, yep. so use it sparingly because it's going to cost your church uh, and yourself a, a greater degree of investment to get to that technology. Yeah, definitely. Man, I love all of this. Thank you so much for sharing uh, all of this with our audience. Uh, I think this is a great place to start, especially um, beginning of a new year, a new decade uh, for all of those trying to revamp the way they still tell stories in their church. Um, I know this will be very, very helpful for them. Um, ben, where can people learn more about you, connect with you um, so they can continue to dive deeper in this conversation? Yeah, you can connect with me on social media. Uh, I think I got, I'm squatting on all the Ben Stapleys that are out there. Uh, and then you can check out my website, benstapley.info. Uh, I would love to connect with your audience. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, guys. Check Ben out. Uh, this is a great resource. He dives into very nitty gritty things from shooting video and how to stage your videos. Um, if you've got questions to go further, I'm sure he'll happily engage you on all of his social handles. Um, Thank you so much for being here. Um, Until next time, we'll see y'all later.